Welcome back to the Four Gardens Podcast. I'm Jake Ifshin. Today, Ari Rubens and I will be reflecting on the 50 episodes of this show that we've created in collaboration with many incredible guests. Ari and I will be revisiting our intentions behind the creation of this podcast, and we'll discuss some of our favorite episodes. We're going to look at the key lessons we've learned, track major impacts this work has had on both of our lives. So whether you're brand new to the podcast or you've been with us from the beginning, this will be a great place to start or restart your Four Gardens journey. Thanks for listening. Let's jump right in. Ari, I want to start by celebrating how far we've come with this project and where we are right now. Yes, this has been so amazing. I'm so excited for this episode. I just, I'm glad we can take this time right now to synthesize and just jam out on some of the best moments. We've really collected a lot of wisdom in so many hours of content we've created together. We've learned a lot. We've come a long way. We're going to really get into some of the, the key data around that. But I wanted us to start out by introducing the podcast again to people who are brand new to it. So the Four Gardens podcast is an interview-based show where we talk to artists, healers, leaders, coaches about growing a balanced life. The Four Gardens system is about focusing on four key areas of self-cultivation, health, nature connection, creativity, service. So both Ari and I have experienced in our past times, we've talked about this a lot, where we felt out of balance or over, um, maybe overstimulated in one of those areas, overgrown. Uh, and so this system is really for us and for others to get back to what a healthy garden looks like in our lives and grow joyfully and sustainably. One of the big inspirations and motivations behind this podcast is curiosity is constantly learning, but particularly being curious about people in my wider community, whether they're an ecstatic dance DJ or they're a life coach, they're a meditation teacher, or they're a nurse, finding out about their deeper experience, not just maybe knowing them through passing at events or reading their social media posts wasn't enough for me. I'm someone who's always really prioritized deep connection. I know you are too of deep conversations and going really dropping in with people and doing it in a way that in a public way too is, is uh, important part of this as well. We'll get to, but I think a lot of the motivation for doing this podcast was growing deeper relationships. Do you feel resonate with that too, Ari? Oh, I resonate with it so much. The podcast brought us to crystal city, Virginia to lead a workshop, an in-person workshop at, um, at an indoor festival interfusion. And I met my life partner, who is also on the podcast, Sarah Miller. I'm so excited to share about the episode. But that uh, curiosity to learn about people was really what we also brought to the workshop is discovering your creative uh, mission and, and how you can bring creativity and service together was one of the workshops. And uh, I just remember this moment where I'm walking around the room with the microphone to, to give people a chance to share you know, it was kind of like these mini podcasts, like people had a chance to share their poetic mission statements. And uh, it was just a great moment. Uh, and it happened to bring me the love of my life, <laughs> my life partner. So this is, there's, there's just so much there of just 
you know, on the one hand, having these like hour long podcasts, but just bringing that over to, to life, having more curiosity within each individual, even if it's just for one minute. The fact that the four gardens was played a role in bringing you two together was part of the spark brings me so much joy to hear that and to be such good friends with both of you. And yeah, I love that it connected you that way. So this one of the, it's the biggest outcome of this podcast is creating this incredible partnership you have. Uh, and I think too, one of the things I'm happy with Sarah too, is that podcast is really beautiful. And people, she, Sarah is a death doula and we talk, we go deep into grief and her work around loss. And I want to promote people like that. Well, I want to promote Sarah, any other guests. Um, it's important to me to get the word out about new businesses, about healing practices that maybe nobody had, um, had not enough people had heard of yet. So that was a big desire there. And so that was my goal is looking, it created a mentality of who can I, what guests do I want to choose where they have a practice that feels really aligned with me, really aligned with Ari, that we can get the word out about them too. So that was definitely a powerful second intention. Oh, and that note, let's put the word out right now. Ari Rubens is one of my top guests on the podcast too. And AriRubensFitness.com and follow Ari Rubens. Let's hype it right now that promoting Ari's transformational spiritual coaching business has been part of the output of this podcast as well. You know, especially knowing that the first garden is health. I've been very passionate about bringing uh, health to the forefront and to, to inspire people to step into the strongest and healthiest version of themselves. And, and it's been a great opportunity to really uh, get into even that we did a whole season on health recently which is so exciting. And it's been the most passionate work of mine to, to be a coach in that way. So yeah, I, I help people lower stress, gain confidence and create the life they want using the tools of fitness, breath work, meditation, and yoga. And you had a huge impact on me. We've done a lot of movement together, a lot of breath work together. I've learned so much from Ari, got me started two of my passions of rock climbing and surfing. So Hugely grateful, highly recommend people connect with Ari and check out Ari's business Instagram. Definitely do that. You can find those links right near the top of the show notes down below. So definitely check out what Ari continues to do, helping and guiding people. So thanks for your work, Ari. As I mentioned before, it was hard to pick which episodes to talk about and reflect on, but one obvious one that stood out for me was my interview with Becca Salky, my younger stepsister who for most of her life has been suffering from MOG, an autoimmune disease. And hearing her whole journey with that and getting to help tell her story was one of the most beautiful parts of this whole project to get closer to her, to help learn about her and share the message of um, you know, the community that she's building around people with MOG and to like share this inspirational account of how she uh, had challenges of being misdiagnosed, of finding inner strength and gratitude, facing some really hard medical challenges of losing eyesight and really tough stuff that she went through, but her perspective on it was deeply inspiring. It's an episode I recommend for people looking for a pick-me-up, going through any hard time. And for people who are curious about coming from that world of MOG, but um, you, need, you don't really need to know anything going in this one, into this one. I really think it's for everybody. So I recommend that episode. And I got incredible feedback from that one. 
that episode was meaningful to me because I suffered for a long time with an, a different autoimmune condition, but everything that she went through was very applicable. Like this autoimmunity is becoming more and more apparent and more and more people are suffering from an autoimmune condition. But for someone to really go into the depths and learn everything they could uh, really can teach so much. And even if you aren't suffering from autoimmunity too, you, you most likely know someone that has something going on, some form of illness. And her perspective was, was it's very informative and very inspiring, right? I love what you said with pick me up. And that episode also made me realize that there's this arc and this theme in, in my, my favorite episodes that were like a hero's journey. And it reminded me of my own hero's journey and where I'm at and where I want to go. And so she went through, she, she went through a dark time and found light and she's now helping people in that community. And she trusted herself. She trusted, she found allies in the medical community to, to support her and trusted her own sense of her, her condition and did find eventually the diagnosis and the support. Um, and she's thriving at work and doing that, that work continually to support others with blogs. So that's the theme of uh, both health and of service really came out in that one to me. Uh, another episode that really um, has had a big impact on me over the last year was my interviews with Sonia Zilberman uh, talking about relationships and emotions. And I really found her a lot of wisdom from those conversations and growth. And so much that I ended up working with her as a practitioner I've done many sessions with Sonia, my own inner healing work. So this is one of the fruits of the podcast is I really found um, a kind of a, my own coach to do some work on ways that I wasn't feeling my emotions, ways that I was um, shadows coming up for me in intimate relationships that have created a lot of growth and healing for me and have not been easy, that journey. Um, Sonia uh, makes it accessible, but not necessarily easy. This is deep inner work. And I really recommend those podcasts. She speaks very clearly and um, really, um, I found it very easy to understand the way she talks about emotions and embodiment, somatic work she does. So if you're interested in learning more about relationships and why the patterns come up in relationships and also how to understand emotions and how they move in our body, those are two really powerful episodes that I did with Sonia. Link below. Behind the scenes on our first episode with Sonia, I was being Mr. Producer, getting the lights going. And we, we had some episodes that were in person. And I'll never forget this moment where I was stopping the podcast because there was some audio issue. And I was saying, and I said, sorry, we got we to gotta stop. We got to do this again. And she, she called me out on that during the podcast. She's like, you're, you're sorry? Like, and so we had this, this like behind the scenes podcast dialogue coaching session while we were doing it and that made a big impact on me it's like i no it's like i have a high standard of quality that i want to bring to this podcast and it was just like it was she she brought me to a place where while i haven't done sessions with her that i i'm more in acceptance with the feelings of anger and frustration where she has like one of her main teachings which is you know you're either in the state of anger or happiness, or there's, and there's a couple of other emotions. And it's just like my emotional intelligence stepped to a different, a new level, uh, even just in the behind the scenes conversation and listening to her episodes, just being in her presence too. 
Yeah, you really identified two key parts of working with Sonia. One being the way she's not afraid to challenge her clients and bring me into the present, take me out of the wandering mind and the stories and the spinning in my head. Um, and or, or stories going up, bring me back to my body. So she'll challenge me in sessions. Um, and I know she that's part of how she works. And then also the other part is those four key emotions. Something I like about Sonia's work is that we don't talk about anxiety in her work because to her, anxiety is not the core thing. It's an emotion that's being not felt. So what we're feeling is one of the core emotions of anger, sadness, fear, and joy. So what's going on? Can we, can we bring things back to these four core, four core emotions? So this is a powerful episode. It continues just to be really influential in my inner work and my own healing. Another episode on a different note is my conversation with, conversations with Omar Aina, uh, the founder of Dance Lab New York and uh, one of my favorite retreat creators and ecstatic dance DJs and a good friend, but he's way more than that. And you'll hear in this episode, he talks about taking a journey back to his roots in Iraq in the, um, and also other places in the Arab world where he rediscovers his cultural heritage, Sufism, takes this journey also around losing his father, just a very important personal story. And that was one of these episodes where I came a lot closer to Omar. I was really privileged to get to tell his story with him, help him support him to talk about his own both inner and outer journey. And to also in a second episode, share about ecstatic dance and what conscious dance is, which is a really powerful practice that um, me, Omar, other guests, Ari have all enjoyed for years and yet still finding its way, still not so known what conscious dance, five rhythms, ecstatic dance, what does that mean? If you're interested in that, that's a great episode. I recommend that includes an ecstatic dance DJ set from Omar too. So those are two really special episodes I wanted to highlight. That ecstatic dance DJ set blew me away and is one of the best sets I've listened to for any kind of dance or just in general to put in the background. And I'll tell you what, on the YouTube channel, if you're listening to this, you can check out the YouTube channel of Omar Aina and, and go, go towards the later section where he starts to play a set. And I put many videos of dancers in the background and I went into some other, I went into a trance when I did this because I was just so inspired by the tone and uh, the combination of styles and music that it just, I, you know, I was going on for hours, just how can this, this effect and this dancer fit this song? And it, and it just became this beautiful experience of, of like dancing in my mind and with my creativity. And it was, yeah, one of the best DJ sets out there. I'm so glad I got to take part in making some videos with that. So great set. And great conversations as well. So fun uh, to do those, to do that work and that dance. That was a really cool video. Uh, I want to also highlight my conversations with Mallory Combamal, talking about what breathwork means. Another practice that breathwork is a shared passion for me and Ari, another incredibly powerful practice. She, Mallory really got me to the next level in meditation and breathwork, helped me create a practice in my life a 30 minute practice uh, that really worked for me that I did for over hundred days in a row when I first learned it. Um, and then talks about the science behind breath work, the energy behind breath work, how this works. Uh, the breath can be a tool to not just relax us, but to energize us deeply connect to spirit and to creativity. 
And she's really brought that into my awareness of how the breath can be such a powerful ally as we do all kinds of work in the world and exploration. So that was a huge episode and we've created some really fun videos and reels around uh, the conversations with Mallory. So that's just one I wanted to point out as a really different entry point into this where you can learn breathwork and learn about breathwork by finding these episodes with Mallory. Right before the, the Four Gardens podcast launched, you and I, Jake, we were practicing her breathwork practice together. And it was about, was it 30 minutes or so? And the amount of creativity and clarity that I felt was definitely more than normal, definitely more than other breathing practices or sequences that I've done. I've been doing breathing for about 10 years, pranayama. And there are very few people that I look up to that really get it. She really gets it. She also studied yoga and meditation breath work in the same place in India that I studied in Rishikesh, India. And it was great to bond with her on her uh, practice of breath connection, her, her own business. And wow. So we have a full breathing practice on our channel. So please check that out. And just, yeah, it's just good to know that when we were starting it, we had this great energy coming from that morning practice. Yeah, that, that podcast, that practice really supported this podcast and it's fun to return to it midway through uh, the creation of this project to, to get fired up again. Another community we really represented was the gold mining community. That's a men's circle that Ari and I both are leaders of, have been involved in different ways with gold mining. And we have a number of different videos with men such as Sharon Biswas, Kevin Hauber, Andy Wick. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll link their channel and, and we've helped them with their channel get started and create videos and helping to support the spread of this work, which is about helping men find, connect to their own personal missions and find the gold in their healing journeys to look at everything, um, not just from like a blankly positive space, but what do I want in the world? How do I create what I want? And what are the practices to, to help me support myself and hold space for others and grow together? So this has been a really powerful weekly circle. Um, I really recommend men looking for a healing community, check out gold mining. And we made many videos on that. So yeah, Ari, Ari has been instrumental in that too. Yeah, the gold mining circle is a great circle. I've been to other ones, uh, other different groups in the past, but there's something about the consistent container uh, and, and how much knowledge that's being spread uh, that no one really, I haven't really known about. And it's like, oh, you can have a mission statement unrelated to business towards your life and all of those men really live by their mission and i'm deeply inspired by them kevin Halber made a huge impact on me and uh andy wick as well specifically with like say the mission statement so we have uh multiple episodes and it's it's great whether you're um looking to join a group or just to learn more about what's been going on some good work being done in the world the gold mining circle just every time i go or lead take part, it just reminds me that there's hope in the world. And these guys really give a good example for that. I had some really great conversations with uh, Nil Aselioglu, who's a, a sex and intimacy coach. We've had two episodes with Nil. Um, recommend starting with the first one. And 
talking to her about shame and sexuality and around reconnecting with pleasure in a new way. Learned a lot from Nil, and I think she really brings a inclusive, uh, open-minded, positive, without, um, makes it feel natural. I think she can, she does a really good job of reducing shame in these conversations, speaking from personal experience in these episodes and connecting, helping me explore together in these conversations. I'm learning too, always. And part of why I do this, probably learn the, hope that I've learned the most because I've done all the episodes here at this point from the project, but I learn as I go at these and know someone that I definitely learned from and had fun creating with. Neil is someone that I've known for a couple of years now, and I've seen her go through a journey with, with herself and through taking different workshops and trainings in, in this field of relationships and sexuality. And there, there are very few people that I can act that can really see a full on transformation with their temperament and their energy level and their passion and excitement to share the messages. And so I'm, I'm so proud of Nil. And when we, when we put out the episode and some actually shorter YouTube videos around uh, creating uh, an intention for service in relation in intimate relationships, I just, that was a moment where I realized like the podcast is going to be something bigger than just, just the con, just the conversations. Like there is a lot of value we can create. And that one video on YouTube, you can find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, which you and Neil are talking about that, creating, uh, you know, that energy of service is um, that's what created the spark for me to really step it up with Instagram and with YouTube, that specific video. So give it, give it a watch. Great episode with Neil. And as I go into these episodes, there's so many more I want to talk about. Let's, I'm going to do some quick shout outs here too, just for people uh, maybe missed these the first time, but we kind of earlier in the first half of the podcast, we interviewed pretty early on Zach Townsmith and also Melly Wong, two incredible creativity facilitators, creativity guides. Melly, I've done, I've done work with both of them. And both these are two humans that have helped me understand my own creativity and the science of creativity, how to get into a flow state. Um, these are really different conversations and practices that I share, but I think it's worth, these are two of the really instructive podcasts around creativity that I really. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, with Zach, there is a one teaching that he taught you and, and our team back a while back with Engage Ecology. It was on lunar and solar thinking, uh, divergent and convergent thinking. And not a week goes by when I don't, I, I use it every week. I use that every week. And that has just that one topic has improved my creativity, specifically when I work with teams on thinking about all the ideas and then channeling it into one. So there's a lot of practical value that, that is in those two, pod, those two podcasts. A lot of practical value. I use that practice all the time. I don't even know how I was brainstorming or coming up with ideas. The set idea is so powerful around creativity and definitely zoom back to that one check out that practice, which Ari also made a creative video on that. You'll see that we did a bunch of podcasts with comedians along the way. Um, you can, we'll spice you up. We could shout out those that are also real creative, um, some other artists. Uh, one, I want to, um, I want to jump to a different garden. We just covered creativity. I'm kind of doing these gardens out of order, but also want to say nature. We had some really powerful um, 
conversations around nature. I'm going to hype three here. Andrew Schofer uh, was one of our first conversations. Um, also, Sasha Bugler and Lyra Magda. These are three different types of nature guides, nature conversations around agriculture, around nature fear, and around um, getting over um, our reservations around working with animals and animal parts and understanding like the blood, the guts of animals. Lyra Magda is the most recent one of these really took a kind of deeper, grittier look into um, both the, this is the most recent, I recommend maybe starting with this one, looking into some of the shadows of spiritual communities and how she's healed herself, um, started to find more healing and more her own kind of harmony by working with animal dismemberment and animal preservation. So fascinating conversation there. Yeah, the nature garden is one that I've noticed that over the time that we've worked with this method, it evolved, you know, because it, it is nature, but it also, yeah, it also is spirituality. And I love how all three of them, while they are involved with, you know, the plants, the animals, the farming, there is a spiritual component to each of these episodes that nature is spirit, right? And it's like, it's a way to interact on a regular basis. They're all like different shades of nature, like different aspects. And I think that all, if you wanted to get into the nature garden and learn more about it, you know, put those three on the list, Andrew Schofer, Sasha and Lyra, and you're good to go to get like a good, well-rounded perspective on nature. I feel like I want to shout out every single one of these podcasts. I've said that before, but um, if you look into um, the podcast that we've said so far, I think these are really great starting points. Um, I'm, as I'm saying these, what's interesting is how the podcasts connect to each other. You know, I talk about Omar, then I want to recommend Ann Kite. You know, I talk about um, relationships with Nil, and I want to re recommend the Tristan Montoya conversation about relationships in a Tantra festival work. So interesting myself, this is a, a fun process right now, helpful to me to map out this work and think about where different conversations land in different gardens um, and how different things sprouted out of these conversations uh, later on and collaborations uh, grew out of these two. One of our recent guests, Umer and uh, Asan and I just uh, created uh, at Interfusion Festival. Again, we created an area introducing people to herbal tea. So I keep collaborating and, and also many other things we are. We're, I'm not just doing herbal tea, but our low-hanging fruit thing, creating conscious gathering space where people can connect to their bodies, each other, plants. So I think about how these conversations um, reveal like deep collaborations that Ari's had with people, that I've had with people in our community and beyond. Um, so these are things that I continue, I, I intend to keep building on as I exist, as I breathe in this world. We don't, we don't have specific plans for where this podcast will go right now as I, as I'm recording this and we will update this episode uh, both in the comments and perhaps adding an update to this recording as we make plans. It just felt important to us right now to say, let's slow down. Let's look at these gardens. Let's look at these episodes and, and just smile and take lessons from it. Take our own reflections. There's things we can improve of course, but what about that energy of celebration? Um, having our harvest festival, I would say right now in this episode where we're enjoying the fruits of the garden, 
and also sharing them with others. It's important that people find this project for many years to come to me. And it's important to me that they find it and they keep enjoying these episodes that I hope will age well as, the, as we all grow. An example of an episode that was powerful for me was Lexi Mondo. Absolutely. And they, they gave great examples and teachings on cyclical living. After that episode, yeah, we were on a big roll with pumping out many episodes week after week. And, and something like a big takeaway from that was that it's, it's great to be in tune to nature and, and it's recommended to be part of the cycles. And so we've taken pauses, right, in between episodes to just be real and, and to digest the experience and to make sure we're giving the best value because we're both we're both farmers and gardeners, right? And something that the most important season on a farm is actually the winter season, the time of reflection, so that the following year you can be more efficient and plant and give the soil enough time to rest, right? And so being attuned to that nature garden influences everything. And yeah, it's like, it's just a great time. It's a, it's a winter here in DC at this time of the recording to just take a pot, we took another pause now and just to reflect and to celebrate all that we've done, all the work that we put in in the spring and in this, in this, in the summer, uh, both the actual seasons of them, but the, the element of springs, planting seeds, summer, doing the work. And here we are. Here we are. And now I want to talk about more episodes. I'm going to say, I want to uh, recognize the Victoria Wolfgang episode just came up for me too. I'm thinking about learning about autism from her. I think part of what I want to carry forward, I'm going to use this as a segue to talk about some of my intentions going forward. But what I, deeper lessons from the podcast is she shares about how she, how it was like living with undiagnosed autism and what it is to be autistic, how it feels for her and her experience and how I can relate and others can relate and support under, and help start to be curious and understand uh, people with autism. And so that's something I want to carry forward to is to stay curious about other people's experience, to realize like my stories about other people, my assumptions as I run into them in community, who is this person, how they are, how, what do they think of me? What are their goals? I, I don't know until I ask and listen. I don't know. And I didn't know her. You know, she's someone I danced with. I knew through yoga. Um, I thought it was always a nice person. I didn't know this was her experience of being bullied. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't know until I asked it and created with her these lessons where she was offering. And so I was really grateful to get that from her. I was so grateful and I am grateful still as now to, to have witnessed that episode and to get a deeper sense of compassion and empathy combined with that curiosity. Everyone has a story it's like we can get anyone on the podcast and there's, there's a beautiful story that they have. And then and a highlighted episode I want to bring up is uh, what, what I mentioned in the beginning of this episode was uh, Sarah Miller, my partner. And it was, uh, it was, it was the experience of producing that. And, and in my opinion, visually, it was one of the best podcasts because the lighting was perfect in the room. We had you know good cameras going and it was a big success from a producer standpoint. But I just remember sitting, you know, watching you both have that conversation and I got to see not only her, but also you, Jake, from this new lens, this new angle. It's like, yes, for new people to get there, to know their experience, but even the people that I already know, it, 
it's like a continuous curiosity. And just so you know, I was bawling in the background. Like I was like, I was definitely tearing up because it was so beautiful to just take a step back and witness a person that I got to know or I'm getting to know for so long in a new light. And I got to learn more about you. I got to learn more about her. And it is my favorite episode. It made a huge impact on me because it, yeah, it taught me that too. It's just that there's always more. Remember, remember, there's always more. That was one that touched me too, getting to share Sarah's vulnerability, sharing about losing so much of her family before the age of 25, losing her parents, such a young age, and how that she can transform that grief. She felt it and then also became a death doula because of that founder mission, the grief. What a touching story. And it allowed me to open up about talking about my own father passing when I was 10 and to share and grief and have these conversations that I feel inspired to have more conversations around grief, called a grief circle. Or Sarah and I are dialoguing now about, uh, I'm still learning from Sarah when it comes to death and dying and grief. And I see her as a great spiritual resource for me and for others. And so, of course, that episode's great. I know uh, I've heard this one episode, a few people told me to listen to twice. So that's really flattering to hear that. Um, people are visiting that one already. So Sarah's a really special one too. And I think I just mentioned one of... Uh, intention going forward for me, the podcast, but with Sarah's episode is to stay vulnerable, to stay, to keep making spaces where people can be vulnerable and share their truth, to be vulnerable myself too, uh, in a way that feels in integrity too, to, you know, to take ownership, but be vulnerable and to model talking about hard issues like death and grief, something I strongly intend to keep doing. Yeah, the way that that landed for me when I was, you know, from the first moment when I met her and she's, she was telling me about her story, uh, even to that episode was that by being truthful with the fullness and the wholeness of an experience, especially, you know, especially being able to talk about the harder stuff, like the, the shadow, the, the pain, but through the shadow, there can actually be the greatest light. Through the pain, there could be the greatest pleasure. And it was just such a raw, real episode that I just became a different person afterwards. So it's, uh, it's my favorite one. And it's one that I've listened to twice, of course, uh, more than twice, actually. And uh, yeah, that being truthful. It's, and that's what this podcast is about, too, is like creating the safe space for Many different perspectives. You know, we have the four key areas of life, health, nature, creativity, and service, but there's, it even branches out even more. It's like, I gave three, we gave three examples of three different approaches to nature. We had a whole health season on health and there are many different approaches to health and how people get into the healthiest versions of themselves. But it really comes down to people sharing their story. And that's what this is about. Yeah, it's like the, the, the sharing is key. The storytelling, I think that's something I'm taking away too, is the power of storytelling. That I'm someone who's been interested in education and teaching for my whole career and for, for a long time. How do I learn? How do others learn? And I think the power of the personal story, both in impacting me and impacting others, 
I think it's really critical. It's, it's one way of knowing. I think there's one of many tools that we have to learn. And I find it when it comes to growing, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to lifestyle change, uh, healing topics, personal stories, credible, so powerful. I don't want to abandon science too. I don't want to abandon. Um, I guess what I'm saying is it's not about that one story means this is, this is what I should do because this worked for somebody else is what I should do. For me, the story is about I, they're reflecting back a part of me that I have that other people have. When we talk about Becca and her long journey with her illness and finding all the strength that she did in that, or we talk about Sarah that way too and others, to me, these stories are fuel. They're nourishment for the part of me in my spirit that can do great things, can look out in the face of the biggest tragedies, the biggest challenges, and know that I'm not alone. I can know that I have deeper inner resources than I could ever imagine. And so these kind of stories, people venture out, like Ari's talked about the hero's journey, they really fuel me up. They fuel my optimism. They fuel my desire to make a difference in the world. Um, and they bring me closer to others. They're some of the biggest harvests for me. All right, with that reflection, this feels like a good place to start to close the episode, close this reflection. I feel like I'm taking away a lot of appreciation for the hard work we put into this, all the time and energy, all the guests are trusting us to come on the show and share their stories, share their experiences, share their work, their, their missions in the world. I want to say thank you to each and every guest that's come on to this. Deep thank you to you, Ari, for believing in me and believing in this project and being such a great producer and co-host with me. Thanks to all the other people who supported this um, project so far. I want to thank Shannon for taking photos, F.A. for photos she took of us along the way from me, um, different so photographers helping us promote this. So many others, Dan Torello, photographer, another photographer, and many other supporters behind the scenes that allowed this podcast to get created. And I want to thank them all. And I want to encourage everybody to stay tuned. Follow, make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms. We'll link, also link below. And so you'll see when new content comes out when we are making updates to this project. Ari, do you have anything to add before we close out? Yes, just... Thank you to you, our listener, and to all the listeners that have been supporting the podcast. Like I said earlier, it gives me tremendous amount of energy and motivation to know that there could be someone right now listening to a great story and getting moved in a positive way. Thank you so much for listening. I want to echo that. I want to thank everyone who's taking even time to listen to one episode or 10 minutes of this podcast even less, just watch the reel that I value each and every one of you that all that, um, the awareness people have brought to the project is what motivates us to do this and to create this. So thanks to each and every one of you. I look forward to connecting in the future. Keep on growing.